0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 137. We're looking at John chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. We've been looking at the encounter that Jesus was having in the temple area uh, along Solomon's Colonnade, where he said that I and the Father are one. And the people tried to stone him. He had some encounter with them, and then they tried to seize him. So let's pick it up. John chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. So he departed again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to him and said, John never did a sign, but everything John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. So the hostility from the, the people in Jerusalem caused Jesus to leave. And it says here in verse 40, He departed again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier. And he remained there. So he leaves Judea, crosses the Jordan into an area called Perea, where there wasn't as much influence by the, the religious leaders of, of the Jews. And... Specifically, it's the place where John the Baptist had been. and As we see later, the influence from John the Baptist remains. Now, it's not like it was a generation ago. It was uh, you know, maybe a couple of years ago that John the Baptist had been there. But that's where Jesus goes and says he remains there. Now, how long? We, we don't know. He doesn't say. He just says he stayed there a while. So the the scenario is he had the the healing of the blind man that occurred at the feast of tabernacles the festival of tabernacles which is you know around october then we've just had the the scene in jerusalem at the feast of dedication which is hanukkah so I'm talking december time frame so now jesus leaves and goes to the area on the other side of the Jordan. Now, we know he's going to be back in Jerusalem area in time for Passover, March, April. But we don't know how long he stays in this area. But he says he remains there. And specifically, he's gone to the area where John the Baptist had been ministering. Verse 41, many came to him and said, John never did a sign. But everything John said about this man was true. So here we see Jesus seemingly remaining stationary rather than going through the area, encountering people on the way. Here people are coming to him. It says many came to him. And we see the regard for John the Baptist. People still influenced by what John the Baptist did. They said John never did a sign. Now, this is not a put down of John. Because they say, but everything John said about this man was true. So it highlights what was John the Baptist's ministry. John himself said, I'm not the one. I come as one proclaiming the coming of the one. So John the Baptist's ministry was to proclaim the coming of the Messiah, which he did. And John always turned away any praise from himself and turned it back to Christ, the Messiah the Savior, the one he came to proclaim. And they recognize that, what they're saying. Maybe people did want to elevate John the Baptist into something, but here they recognize the difference. What John the Baptist said about this guy Jesus is true because we're seeing it for ourselves. And uh, whether the news of what Jesus has done reached them or whether Jesus was performing miracles there amongst them doesn't say because obviously they recognize that Jesus does perform miracles, because they said John never did a sign, the, the contrast being, but Jesus does. But everything John said was true, in verse 42, and many believed in him there. Now the there is you know, emphatic, It's the word is there in the original Greek, there. Now whether it's Pointing out that there, because this is the area where John the Baptist had ministered, or there in contrast to Jerusalem, yeah, it probably means both, but if we do contrast it to Jerusalem, Jerusalem where you would think the Messiah, the one sent by God with the message of God, the one sent from heaven to come to be amongst us, to live amongst us, to proclaim the message of salvation. You would think there the center of Judaism would be the place where he would be recognized, welcomed, embraced, and worshipped. But no. Now there were a few who did. But by and large, he was rejected. We just left the, the scene before in Jerusalem where they're, they're trying to kill him. Now we had a conspiracy from the religious leaders to try and kill them. But we just now had a, a mob trying to kill him. So hostility by and large, in Jerusalem against him. But here in Perea, people are welcoming him. People are believing in him. Many believed in him. So we got the contrast to Jerusalem. Here, many believed in him. In Jerusalem, some are saying he's demon-possessed, he's crazy. Some are saying he's a blasphemer. And a large number of people are saying, let's kill him. One thing we do see in this, though, is the influence of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was an influencer. John the Baptist had laid the groundwork for this. And because of John the Baptist's ministry, a large number of people here are ready to encounter Jesus. And that's something to think about as we deal with people. We have influence with people. Often we don't think we do, but but we do. We have a lot of influence with people. And everybody is different in their own position, in their own path of of faith. For some people, it would be like the influence of John the Baptist. We're just laying a groundwork. And everything we do, everything we say, how we live our lives, is laying a groundwork for the people around us, showing our faith, Showing that we are believers. Showing that faith really does work in real life. So for some people, we're just laying a groundwork. But not everybody. Because for others, they've already had the groundwork laid. They've encountered people their whole lives who have lived their faith out in front of them. And they've seen that faith works. And so the groundwork has been laid. And so for others... It would be more like the the scene here of when Jesus does arrive. God will use us to help them actually encounter Jesus. So we just have to be aware of that and think about the different people we encounter. It's not just that I'm just going to live as a good person, and hopefully somebody will figure out why that I'm a follower of Christ. But we live our faith out loud, and then depending on where that person is, how we encounter them. For some, we just talk about our faith and show them that faith works, that we don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be weird. We do have to be sold out and committed to Christ as we live out our faith. Others, they've seen it, and they are intrigued. And then when the Holy Spirit touches their heart in the right way, they're ready to have that encounter with Jesus. And God could use us in that sense to bring them in the rest of the way to the faith. Where it's going to come from is, one, living our faith out loud. And that's more than just being a moral person that is talking about our faith, talking about why we do what we do, and who we're doing it for, and what faith means to us. And then for some people who've Already had the groundwork, and it could happen very quickly. We lay the groundwork, and they are ready to encounter Jesus then. Others, it's it's years and years and years of a process to where the way we find out is we talk to them about where they are in their own faith journey. And when they are ready to have that encounter with Jesus, we're there ready to help them actually encounter Jesus. So we live our faith out loud. We talk about our faith but we also talk to the person and find out where they are in faith. And when they're ready to take that step of faith, we're ready to help them have that actual encounter with Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.